Hey guys, John here. I just want to talk about something for a minute. We actually have a Patreon up right now in full swing, and that is our $5 a month plan. It's called Movie Lovers Classics. It covers bonus episodes, reviewing classic movies like you're about to listen to right now with the uh, little Caesar review that we just did, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, shoutouts on the main uh, feed, early access to episodes, and then we also have all-access documentary series review, which is $10 a month. And that includes bonus episodes, Eli Roth's History of Horror, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, shout-outs on the main feed as well. And then that also includes our classic... Uh, movie reviews as well and then our $20 a month plan is our VIP movie lover and that also includes bonus episodes classic movie reviews interviews with independent actors actresses directors and comic book writers and it also includes movie lovers documentaries and early access to episodes monthly newsletters free digital movies and shout outs on the main feed as well go ahead subscribe to the patreon we hope that we'll see you there and always until next time guys bye bye Hey, Charlie. Hey, John. How's it going with you tonight? Same old, same old. <laughs> I understand, dude. I understand. Uh, so, you know, um, I just want to say this, though, in case anybody was listening. Uh, Tamika and I just got done doing our trailer reaction to Tom Clancy's um without remorse trailer reaction so if you go, want to go on ahead head over to movie lovers unite over at the youtube channel go on and check that out i believe that you guys are gonna love that trailer reaction we did michael b jordan's in this movie has that spy like thriller type of thing that a tom clancy movie needs so go in and check that out i don't know if you saw the trailer reaction yet or not no i haven't seen the trailer reaction but i i i've known about the movie for a while now because it's based off a tom clancy book and i've like I've known, essentially, it's like it's like the or it, a somewhat origin story of the famous John Clark character of the Tom Clancy novels. I mean, he's worked with, uh, um, yeah, and I, I I don't think he was necessarily in the Jack Ryan series, but he's worked with Jack Ryan at some point. Um, but I, I'm familiar with the character. I I've seen the trailer. I just haven't seen the trailer reaction. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, we did a trailer reaction for that on Movie Lovers Unite. Go on and check that out for for that. So we got a little bit of movie news. I decided to do at least maybe three or four topics, you know, just to make this a little bit more of a little bit more of a laid back uh, show. So what do we have for like our first topic? Well, we can go into the topic of our title is the, um, it's some article. Some This article has either been posted on other sites like weeks ago or days ago but essentially that uh dexter himself michael c hall's come out and said that the revival that's supposed to come out sometime this year no idea when um it could be more than one season um it's not confirming it but he's not denying it so that's essentially what it is i hope that here's the thing i got my hopes up because it was a limited series and i figured that a limited series is actually yeah. a lot better than having to revive you know what i'm saying instead of having like a whole entire yeah. like season 9 10 mm-hmm. 11 or whatever because i feel like this is yeah. actually a retelling of dexter a redemption story for dexter that we didn't get in the first couple of seasons mm-hmm. and especially with that bad uh grand finale that we got i felt like you know this was a good chance to just revive it give us a little something different you know and just be done with it 
for this, for me, I'm excited, but I'm not excited if this is actually what they're going to do. I'd rather it just be a limited series and then move on later on. And if they have a story that they want to be told, they can, depending on how they end the series. But right now, not knowing what they're doing or what they're going about it, for me, is a hard sell right now. As much as I would like mm-hmm. to see maybe it progress, but right now I'm on that line of it's perfect just the way it is, but just being a revival series and it just being on top of that, you know, because yeah. I'd rather it just be where it takes place a couple of years later after the events that happened in the last season and then it picks up from there and then we get that redemption story that we've been wanting and that'll be it. What about you though? I'm not sure. Again, I need to see more from it like like a trailer to see where i know where the story's going or maybe even just to like watch the show and see how they're progressing how they're finishing this in a sense i again it's too early for me to tell because i don't even know how far along they are um with production of it i think they like it's all brief images of what the set is but that's about it again i don't know i just need to see more before i make a final judgment Right, I can understand that. It's just right now I'm lukewarm with the situation because I was mm-hmm. already set, I was already sold on the fact that it was a revival series and it was just going to be a limited series. And then, yeah, if it does turn into the possibility of it could be turning into something more, I have to yeah. know what's underneath that meat for me to chew on in order for me to be invested into something more. Right now, I'm just settled on just it being a limited series. So, like you said, we just need to know mm-hmm. more and see more before we get a good idea of what we're dealing with but you know i'm but excited gonna, about yeah Hall. yeah i mean it's like he, he he didn't confirm it he practically said reluctantly definitely um and again, this is the media the media is asking them questions like is like they, the media's craving for more they even got what they got i'm like that's we can't give the people like you can't always give the people what they want because they don't even know what they want. like like we're getting a revival let's celebrate that now let's jump to sequels before we even get this product because right. like i mean he, he's saying there could be a revival but it may not start him like i mean it's like it could be come a on. it could be about right it could be about his son yeah. it could be about anything at that point. yeah let's, let's everybody just chill out right now i mean seriously stop asking like i know you gotta ask these questions but it's like there's a fine line between asking the right question is asking stupid questions, and right now it's kind of leading to a stupid question because we don't even know what we're getting yet. They exactly. killed Dexter. They could, they could kill Dexter off in like the fi- first five episodes, and then there you go. Right. So, what else do we have? Um, this is a pretty big one. I found out um might have been last week or something. Is that uh for all you horror fans or a Quiet Place fans. This era, originally the date was supposed to be like again it was supposed to be out last year. Then they pushed it to sometime. I forgot when was the original date this year. Then they pushed it back to like September. Well, I was like looking on Twitter and I saw Krasinski, like John Krasinski, was posting. All right, good things. Like good things like happen to people who wait. And he goes, "You guys wait long enough." And I was like, "Quiet Place too." Yeah, they really the the the, the movie the release date is much sooner. Friday, May twenty eighth. Right, the original day. Right, and the original day was supposed to be in March of this year, I believe. Yeah, it was March, then September, then September. 
of because like we, like it was though during our like news segment about like release dates, and that's when I found that the breaking one was they pushed the March date to September of this year of 2021. Um, um, so now it's now it's coming out on Friday, May 28th, and so and 45 days later it should be able to stream on uh, Paramount Plus on July 12th. Okay. So my initial thoughts is this though too. Like I think I think that the reason why they're pushing for a May release is because we've been seeing everybody getting these vaccines. We've been seeing certain things being open now. People want entertainment. They want some type of normalcy. So from a studio's perspective, there's they're saying okay, maybe the numbers might could go down by May, and we can actually push this movie ahead of the schedule instead of having to hold off in September like we we're planning mm-hmm. on doing. And we can also go on ahead yeah. and put it on the streaming service as well. So to them, it's like yeah. a win-win situation because maybe the vaccines are actually working. I see the numbers decline. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? I think it's like I said, I think they're jumping on because everything's getting pushed and stuff. They're jumping in May. I think it's still too soon to fit. Like to fit, we don't know what's going to happen in May. Sure, people are getting vaccines, but we don't know what capacity theaters are going to be, how, how open they will be. If they're some of them are open, we don't know what's going on with the ad. I think they're jumping on just like I, I like Krasinski, so I think he's jumping in at the best time. But again, I don't know. I think it's we're still a little far out to figure out what's going to happen in May. You know, like I said, we're not going back to full normal. That won't be for a long time. But maybe theaters opening, sure. But then again, in May, like I want to know, like, like, like I said, I mean, like I think May is still a little kind of really um, for theaters to be opening up, especially if what's going on now in Texas and like it's like My everybody's state. like, everybody, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think everybody just needs to like, like, yay, we're getting theaters open, but not to let's go right back to the theaters. Like I said, I'm still hesitant to go back to the theaters for a little while, at least. Um, probably won't be until the fall for me, not, to be honest. But uh, I feel like I said, I mean, I think good for them. And the fact they'll be on streaming in July, but I think, I think it's still a little too soon to start because you've seen, um, we'll begin to the next set of news, bunch of movies that are supposed to be out in May got pushed a couple months or another year. <laughs> Right, and here's the thing with me. Uh, I was just talking to my brother-in-law not too long ago, like maybe a couple of hours ago, about potentially mm-hmm. wanting to go to the movies and stuff like that because our theater is actually open right now. Mm-hmm. But since social distancing, you can also purchase a private screening for like 70 or 80 bucks for your family and things like that. But even at that rate, I'm still not. I'm still hesitant at even going to a small theater. You know, because at that theater that I mm-hmm. uh, that I'm I'm close to is like 20 minutes away. Auditorium seating, no um, reserve seating at all in that theater at all. It's also a smaller theater. It's like a mom and pops kind of joint, but it has makes mm-hmm. me kind of hesitant right now to the point where I'm like, I'm not sure if I want to go to the theater right now because I can. Yeah. Even though I miss the experience, I, because here's the thing: I miss ex- the experience with other people. I miss geeking out over things with an audience, and here I am in my room. Be, and just watching, like for example, for instance, I wanted to see Wonder 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 Woman nineteen eighty four with other people, 
and to experience that same experience that I did and to get geeked out over certain scenes. And because of the fact that I'm by myself in my room, I can't have that same experience that I would have if I was with some with millions of other strangers being geeked out over certain things in that film. Mm-hmm. And that goes for any film, not just Wonder Woman 1984. But at the same time, I'm also using my my brains, though, too, saying, hey, look, maybe I should just pump the brakes a little bit. I want to go back, but maybe not until maybe uh september for me or maybe yeah not until maybe august for me between august and september yeah. is where i where i'm pretty much at right now depending on how the numbers are if they are actually declining by then and things like that yeah yeah especially right with now, the variant I mean, and everything. yeah we don't know what's going on with that and we don't know like we need the vaccine and stuff is out but not everybody's got it or has the chance to get it so it's it, it's like I think May is still a little early to be releasing stuff. Like, and this is end of May, which might work, but then again, it may not. And again, we don't know. I mean, like you said, New York is just opening up theaters, like some of only twenty five percent capacity, sometime this month. And like I said, I don't you don't hear California opening up, and then you don't hear other states. So it's like it's. It's 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 right. tough to determine this, to be honest. Right, and not only that, but I also talked to a military, uh, someone that delivers our PPE to us, mm-hmm. to the military does, and the military officer that I was speaking to, he said that right now it's too soon to tell what this virus is going to do. We're not even out of the woods yet to do anything. No. Mm-hmm. And so hearing that from a, from a military officer, I have to take that into consideration for someone of, with a military background to say, hey, look, it's even too soon, especially with this new strain going on. Yeah. You know, so that's another issue. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm going to wait and see how August and September does. And then depending on that, I'll go back to their boat with my mask on. And I know Mississippi has that mandate now where you don't have to wear a mask, but I've been seeing a lot more people uh, wearing masks now than I did before. (laughs) Before. And so I'm still going to wear my mask. I'm still going to do my social distancing. I'm still going to use the proper procedures that I need to take to protect the patients that are at the hospital that I work at. And also Mm -hmm. to take the proper precautions to protect my mom and dad. Because my mom and dad are up in age. And my dad also has a pacemaker. So I have to take Mm -hmm. that into consideration. Yeah. So. All right. So that's enough of me on my soapbox about (laughs) social distancing and all that stuff. Um, What else do we have? Well. Now we're going to get to the bad news is because since one movie, like the reason why that May 28th date was open is because the movie was originally supposed to be out May 28th, got pushed back a few months, like about a month or so. So that means that was Fast 9. Fast and Furious 9 was supposed to be out on May 28th. Now it's got pushed to June 25th, 2021, which will also be going up against uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And then so that, that was only a month then. However... Another movie is an upcoming anime sequel, and I'm personally was looking forward to this one. It was the Minions sequel, The Minions Rise of Gru, was supposed to be out in summer of 2020. It's supposed to come out on July July 1st, 2021. Has got pushed back to another year of July 1st of 2022. Wait. 
<laughs> How do you feel about the release dates for Fast 9 and also the release dates for Carnage and Venom? <sighs> Carnage, I could see that getting pushed, to be honest. I see that getting pushed. Um, I wouldn't mind I, I guess an October it... release date. I mean, that's what it was originally supposed to be on October of last year, so I figured just make it October. I mean, it's okay. I mean, the 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 longer we wait, the the longer time, the distance between now and then, probably better shot you'll get people in the theaters. Like I, I mean, again, I still think I think June, end of June, July. I think again, it's still hard to tell. I think that could be still too soon, to be honest. But that's just me. Um, Right. Again, like I said, I mean, it's like, I mean, I mean, Bond is in the fall, late fall, like November time period. So I think that might be a good time. But again, I'm not 100% sure at this point, like, like give my two cents of what date's the best date, because I don't even know. I gotcha. But on speculation, though, too, I mean, I have more fun speculating than what I think, you know. But I feel yeah. like I feel like October opens up a better window. You actually have a Venom comic book movie that has horror-like elements into it, and having it released in October does something mm-hmm. for the box office numbers, does something for the box office draw, does something for the audience and everything else, rather than having in a summer release date. And to me, yeah. Fast and the Furious has always do- dominated the summer box office with April, and then of course, if they wanted to go to June or July, they can dominate there. Yeah. And the first yeah, Venom came out in October anyway, so it's it, it right. all makes sense. But I don't know. That's up for the studio to decide. <laughs> like I said, I like I but, said, I recommend. Like I like I, I'm expecting them to push that release date. To be honest, but that's my personal opinion. Right. My question is for you, though. I mean, if you, I know you want to see Fast Nine. I know that. But if you were a studio exec, let's just just let's just pretend here. Where would you put that at? In a non-pandemic world, I probably would definitely do April or May or May. Well, not beginning of May. That's must. That's Marvel territory. Like like. All right, first weekend in May. Okay, can't do this one here. Marvel's got this date, so we're not doing here. Maybe maybe end of May, um, if in a, in a, in a pandemic-free world. Hell, I even do it in March because nothing else is in March, to be honest. I mean, um, now, late October, November period. But then again, that's the problem. There's like everything's so front-loaded. Um. Maybe Christmas time because there's barely there's sometimes there's not great movies out around Christmas time. Um, it's got it will probably have to be like late October, maybe middle if not a like middle November or heck or even Christmas. That probably when I would, I would say, release it to be honest. I would say mid September. That's just me. I would go with mid September mm-hmm. for that. Because it sits mm-hmm. up a little bit. It, it, think of it like this: a summer blockbuster. It kind of sits in the middle between the end of you know the summer blockbusters, you know, and also sets the tone mm-hmm. a little bit for 
uh, your winter box, your winter movies a little bit, but you have that one little yeah. small summer movie that you can actually enjoy before saying, "Hey, look, the realization that summer's over with." Yeah, Does that makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I know there was a. Was there anything else that we had in mind? Yeah. And I find this one, this one was, for me, I think this is kind of funny. It was the, uh, the, the leaked early of Justice League, but it wasn't just, like, yeah. it's like, it's not this Justice League, it's on Tom and Jerry, and being me, that I just watched that movie, I find this funny, because Tom and Jerry sucks. I do too. To be honest with this you, is, okay. This so, is hysterical. <laughs> let me just tell you this. You remember when I saw Zack Snyder's zombie trailer uh, thing for the reaction and how excited I was? So Mm -hmm. I go over to see Tom and Jerry, right? I'm expecting to see Justice League, right? Yeah. No Justice League. No Justice League. Tom and Jerry. I'm like, really? I felt, (laughs) once again, I felt let down. So yeah, you have to, like, yeah. Yeah, that that's how everybody people was able to watch. The people were watch, uh, expecting to watch Tom and Jerry, and I'm like, my first question is, um, like, I know pe- fam- it's a family movie, but I'm like, like me seeing it in the, the first trailer didn't look great. I'm like, my one question is, um, why, <laughs> why, <laughs> why watching this? I mean, you're it's 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 an hour and forty two minute movie that feels two hours, and it's and it's very forced. Like, to be honest with you, yeah. you know how I was like, you know how I was actually the one who said, well, maybe it could be good, you know, just having a little bit of um, low expectations, you know, it could actually be heightened mm-hmm. once you see the movie. No, it, it's not good. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. No, just like, from the little bit that I watched just now, yeah, because I wanted to see Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League. Yeah, which I watched about. <laughs> 10, maybe 15 minutes of it, I'm like, okay, Tom and Jerry do not belong in our world at all. The an- the animation this... was very, the animation looked wonky. Like, this this animation, he's like, he said, it worked in 1996. If this movie wants to be successful, it needs to go back to 1996. And, right. like, honestly, it the, to be on space like, and then, and then the fact is, this is Warner Brothers' problem. The, Tom and Sherry aren't the main focal point of this movie, yet you have them on the poster, you had them on front and center, and then you try to change their personalities. Like, like Tom's a poor loser, and like, uh, uh, and Jerry's yep. a thief. Like, I mean, and then right. and then they're not even in it. It's like it's like, like, and I and I made the reference in my review of like Warner Brothers didn't learn their lesson. This is what happened with Godzilla, King of the Monsters, the two and a half hour movie, and only thirty minutes of Godzilla. Like he's front right. and center of your poster, so they're gonna learn the lesson the hard way in this one. And then the char- the humans are awful. Like everything, and then the animation didn't add up. It was very like very w- weird and very like like didn't didn't make sense. And I'm like, to be honest, and I, and I'm, like, you, I'm, yeah. To be honest with Go you, ahead. the animation felt bulky. To be honest with you, it didn't feel it, like it was natural. No, it, felt, it, it felt like, yeah, and it's like it didn't make sense. I mean, rocking Bullwinkle, that made like that one kind of made sense because you see the people actually interacting with the humans, and they weren't animated or they were CGI'd, 
this, I don't know what the heck this was, but it's like, it didn't add up, and like, the animations were off, like, I mean, it, it, it was just very bad, like, oh yeah, we're gonna have digital, we're gonna have digital elephants in here, and we're gonna have humans ride them. What the, what yeah. the hell? Like, yeah, they, like, again, I, 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 like I said, I was very generous, I was really tempted to not even give it a one, I was tempted to give it a point five. But being it, it was an hour. It was only an hour and forty-two minutes. Again, it felt two hours. I gave it a one because I was being generous out of ten. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I would have. Yeah, anybody. Yeah. Well, then again, a buddy of mine watched it, and he's like, "Oh my god!" He's he was just powering through the uh, HBO Max stuff, and he's like, he watched it, and I was like, he was like, "Why did I watch this?" Everybody was bad in it. It was like there was no redeemable qualities at all in it. And I'm like, it was like, oh god, I was bored. That's why I watched it. God, I wasn't. I wish I wasn't. Bored. And then you were even but more anyway, bored after you get done finished. Pretty much, and that's why I just thought this was hysterical. And people were freaking out, like, oh my god, somebody's HBO Mexican. Somebody getting fired because I was expecting Tom, Tom and Jerry, and I got Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm like, okay, um. No, 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 no. You should be happy that you're getting Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League on Tom and Jerry because that would like four hours would probably you'll be inter- hopefully entertained for four hours, not right, not like pissed off. And then, like, all right, exactly. yeah, but and then people and the people are freaking out about this. I'm like, come on, like, oh, yeah, I, think- uh, I wanted to watch Tom and Jerry. I'm like, okay, well, go and watch it. And then, like, and then the scene. They've seen some of the comments, and people were like, "Oh, this movie's great." And people were saying, "Yeah, this was terrible." And this troll kept coming, like, "Well, what is? What did you like about it?" Like, tell, and he's like, "This was terrible." Why was it terrible? And I was like, I was tempted to come on, and I say, like, "Oh, this movie sucked." I don't want the person to come back at me like, "Oh yeah, sure, let me explain to you in detail. <laughs> let me see if you can understand this." <laughs> but yeah, they're always fired up that. That people had to watch, like, they fought there again, Tom and Jerry, they end up getting Justice League, and they should be thankful for that. But, but yeah, I just thought that, I thought that was hysterical, because Tom and to Jerry be honest, was just garbage. You, I wasn't expecting Tom and, Tom and Jerry whenever I fired it up. I was expecting Justice yeah. League, and then when I got Tom mm-hmm. and Jerry, I'm like, great, okay, back to my boring Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, they, they should be lucky that this wasn't released in theaters, because I don't think it would have done well. No, it would have tanked. There's no, there's no doubt about it. No, yeah, I'm like, I think like not, not many people would want to have gone to the theater to see that. Like, I mean, it's the, it was, yeah. Like, I mean, I wrote in there as like, I'm, I'm, I, Space Jam Two looks more entertaining than me watching this movie. And I'm, I personally, I'm not, a, not, a, I'm not a, gonna be, a, I'm not a huge fan of the new Space Jam anyway. That just shows you how bad this movie was. I'd rather watch something I don't even want to watch. Just because this movie sucked, so right. that's just like, like I said. If you if you anybody's a fan of Tom and Jerry, I recommend this watching the old, old stuff. Don't bother with this movie. Um, and like I said, if you want to still watch it, that's fine. I'm not telling you not to. I'm just I'm just warning you. It's 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 not good. It's not. But that's just that's just my warning. Well, I can testify to that. Even with the 20 minutes that I watched. And everything, I'm like, okay, I can't do this. Because at first I was thinking, okay, maybe I should watch at least 20 minutes of this just to see if the Justice League comes in. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't. Which is ironic because 
And apparently in Space Jam 2, some of the Looney Tunes characters are interacting with DC characters anyway, which is like, what? Right. And matter of fact, like I mentioned before, with uh, Space Jam, you're actually going to get some of the WB uh, stuff, properties that's going to be mixed in with Space Jam. You're going to get Pennywise in this, in that movie. You're going to get other properties within the WB thing, which I thought was pretty cool that they have that big of a slot. It would be funny if we see, like, Harry Potter or some shit, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, anyways, um, what else do we have? Because (laughs) I just let the hate flow through you. So what what else do we have? Um, I could spoil more Tom and Jerry. People don't want to care for it. (laughs) Actually, I have. I actually do have something about Kurt Stutter working with Bloomhouse. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is the creator behind Sons of Anarchy, and he's plotting the feature uh, directorial debut at Netflix with his historical drama, The Beast. In addition to his duties behind behind the camera, Stutter will write and produce film. Film alongside Bloomhouse, Jason Bloom, Carla Hackenwell produced as well uh, through her Paper Picture Studio. Um, his description of the plot uh, this is what Deadline put out. An 18th century English village is beset by a mysterious and elusive beast. Dozens of innocents are slaughtered, and the mayhem is driven to the prodigal heights by religious fan- phantoms. Uh, the impossible task of killing the beast falls to lowly tra- uh, to a lowly trapper who promises he can stop the carnage. But for him, this hunt is not a professional uh, mission. It's a deeply personal one. The idea was inspired by the beast of uh, Gevadonon. Donon. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, uh, but a true story about a mysterious beast that terrorized a French village in the 1760s. And for once in my life, I wish Frenchie was on the show so the way I can actually know how to say that word. <laughs> um, bring, uh, this is also what else he had to say. Bring in my disturbing, familiar story, sensibility into the Bloomhouse world. Just seemed like something that had to happen, Stutter remarked. Uh, and this beast is the perfect project for that marriage. A Netflix Hello? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, so what did you think of the synopsis for it? Um, it sounds Witcher-esque, in a sense. Uh, well, at least the description of season, t- like, or the opening sequence of season two of The Witcher. <laughs> True. It does sound like a very Witcher kind of scenario, if you think about it, with that kind of plot and the context behind it, and it's also a personal vendetta against the beast. Everything. Yeah, it's gonna be. It definitely has a lot of Witcher vibes to it. Um, and then again, like I said, but since it, the, like I I enjoyed the Witcher. Witcher. Um, this one I don't know. It it sounds like it's a horror movie, and it's like I'm not a huge Bloomhouse kind of fan to be honest. Mm. Like I said, I don't typically watch horror movies, and this one is like, um, 
Kurt Sutter can get pretty disturbing. Um, so knowing this one is probably just gonna like I mean, probably it probably might be good for a lot of people to see it. This it sounds like it's gonna be like a lot of torture fest in a sense. This this brutality for the sake of brutality, not because it tells the story, just for the sake of having violence on the screen. But that's that's right. me personally. Okay, so for me, I actually have a hate and love relationship with Blumhouse in a sense. On paper, it looks great on paper, the horror film yeah. that they put out. It looks great. But from paper to big screen adaptations, for me, it doesn't work. Sometimes. Yeah. But I can appreciate the originality that Bloomhouse has behind yeah. it. So I mean, they made a shit ton of money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but They've made a lot of money. They have. They made a shit ton. So including Happy Death Day 1 which I didn't really care for. Happy Death Day 2, I definitely didn't like that one. But I liked aspects of the first one, but not any aspects of the second one because of what they were trying to do with it. But, you know, having Kurt Sutter Sutter on, here's the thing. He actually tried doing a fantasy-type show with, uh, I forgot what it was called. The Bastard Executioner. Thank you. I I remember it was The Bastard. (laughs) Yeah, but I wasn't sure if it was like the bastard Excalibur or the ba- bastard, but the bastard Executioner. But it didn't do well with the numbers, and that's why the show got canceled. The viewerships were just yeah. there. With this, I'm kind of hesitant. I'm like, it sounds good on paper, but what does this look like on Netflix? And also, too, is this going to be something that anybody is really wanting to check out? And are people going to trust Sutter and everything too enough to want to chance him again on another fantasy um, type of show or movie at this rate? Because mm-hmm. the views weren't there for the bastard uh, execution. And I remember watching the first couple of episodes and I'm like, okay, this show's like a drag. You know, even though I understood that it was supposed to be taking place at this apocalyptic kind of setting during the 16 or 1800s or whatever. And I just felt like I was just, it was just boring. I just, there was nothing mm. there, no meat on the bone to energize the plot for me to care about anything. And I got out of there after the fifth episode. So for this, I'm hesitant, but I can also appreciate Blumhouse for trying something different and also going to Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So let's see what else. Um, There's also, what's that? Uh, I I couldn't think of anything else. Yeah, I think that's pretty much everything that I wanted to catch up on and everything. Uh, Because there's nothing really much that's out there other than the fact, too, that, oh yeah, there's one other thing I wanted to mention. Because I remember writing the article out for this over the weekend, which caught my attention. I don't know if you're into anime or anything like that, or you're an anime guy. I'm particular not, but my my uh, my friend Sean Knowles is. He's huge in the anime. You see, I'm selective when it comes down to anime. I don't watch a lot of anime, but mm-hmm. if it's something that gravitates towards me, if it's something that grabs my attention, then I'm sold on something. And mm-hmm. the very first anime I watched was Helsing. And how I watched Helsing? Okay, so there's this disturbed song that's mixed in with um, 
Jonathan Davis from Corn, and someone decided to put the Hilsing anime on there with their music, and it fits in with the Hil- with Hilsing. And I'm like, mm. I need to check out Hilsing on Bridge. So I did. I checked it out. I definitely love the violence in it. I definitely love uh, everything in Hilsing. And he's demonic. He's very p- deprived. He's this this whole entire thing is just awesome with him when it comes down to the anime. Now, get this. Deadline has reported that Amazon Studios is in the process of developing a live-action film adaptation of the Hilsing based on Kota Heron's uh, popular action horror manga of the same name. Now, get this. Mm-hmm. John Wick scribe Derek Colson has officially signed on to the project to pin an executive and executive produce the adaptation. So, mm. as someone that isn't a fan of anime or anything like that, does this do anything for you to have uh, one of the people from John Wick produce this film? I need to see more, to be honest. Like, I mean, it's like, I mean, early early on when I figured, oh, this guy was involved with the Matrix, this should be good, and it ends up not being good. So I guess it's it's right. it's always it's just too early to tell. I need to see. I mean, I need to see a cast. Like you're saying, you can have like all the the best people in the world, and the movie can still be terrible. I mean, uh, really, uh, really, Scott, I fell for that with that movie, The Counselor. You had Michael Fassbender, Brad Pitt, Penelope Cruz, Javier Bardem, um, Cameron Diaz, directed by Ridley Scott. Tempting idea, sounded pretty cool. Movie was garbage. The ending <laughs> sucked. And this is, I, I think, it. if anybody doesn't know what this movie is, this is when uh, Javier Bardem watches Cameron Diaz have sex with a car. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the highlight of this movie, and then, um, was um Brad Pitt was decent in it. Um the main highlight of this is this this uh weapon called the Bolito, which essentially it's like you, you like you know what like so something like it's a thing, it's like a noose. It's a, like an electronic like a like an a, it's like a magnetic magnetic noose. All you gotta do is you walk up on the person and slip it around your neck, it's invisible, so it's like very hard to tell ta- like see it. Well, and then walk away, press a button, it drills into your neck, like completely decapitates you in a sense. Oh wow. This this weapon was vicious. Um, but that was the highlight of this movie. Was that weapon, in a sense. I gotcha. Yeah. Um poor Brad Pitt. I'm gonna say that's all I'm gonna say on that part. Okay. Um, um he also went on to say yeah. that ever since he also yeah. says, ever since my brother introduced me to the housing manga and anime uh, some years ago, I've been obsessed with adapting it, Colstead said. And when Mike uh, Callahan and his team managed to secure the rights to then uh, partner us up with Brian Kevin Go- uh, Jones and Amazon, I mean, damn, dude, this is a dream. <laughs> So it's a passion project, which is something that I take into consideration when people do passion passion projects. And I think they normally do pretty good with it. It's very rare that you don't see them do that well. But it's a passion project, something that he loves. So that gives me some hope for it. And also seeing that Amazon's doing pretty well when it comes down to certain adaptations. I'm hoping this gets 
the sour um do- sourness out of some people's mouths whenever it comes down to anime films being into live adaptations because sometimes most of the films that we've been getting that become live adaptations of animes don't do so well doesn't translate well onto the screen you know yeah um but yeah i'm very selective when it comes down to animes i don't watch a lot of anime the only things that i've watched was helsing uh blue exorcist and of course death note and those are like the only three ones i watched aside from my hero academia which is a good Mm -hmm. uh, anime i only watched maybe four episodes of the season one but i got the concept of what the show is about but i need to dive more into it i think but Mm -hmm. still i mean like you said we need to see a little bit more but Overall, I'm excited. I think that uh, Amazon Prime is actually the right place to go about it. But we'll uh-huh. have to wait and see. Uh, no, the only the only anime I've watched was Ghost in the Shell. That, that was about it. Mainly because uh, the movie was coming out. I wanted to get an idea of what <laughs> what, the, what the heck this was all about. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I do have... I do have some other news though. One other one other thing I want to mention. Uh The Talesman, um, which is a book by Stephen King. They, and get this, Steven Spielberg and the Duffer brothers want to adapt that uh Talesman story into uh into a series. And if you don't know who the Duffer brothers are, they're actually the ones who make Stranger Things. Yeah. So I've I've recognized so, the name, yeah. So the Hollywood Reporter actually was the first ones to report this. Uh, Mark mm-hmm. and Ross Duffer will executive produce the series adaptation that is being produced by Netflix's association with Spielberg's Emblem Television and Paramount Television. Spielberg acquired the screen rights to The Talesman two years before the book was published in 1984. The filmmaker has spent over 35 years attempting to get the story adapt- adapted into a movie. Now the tale of a young Jack Sawyer is heading to the small screen. The, the Talesman follows a 12-year-old boy named Jack Sawyer who sets off on an epic road trip quest in order to save his dying mother's life. He is in search of the Talesman, a powerful relic that can that can not only heal his mother, but as he learns, save the world, Sawyer's journey crisscrosses to realities, the America we know it's dangerous, Fantasy role twin, The Territories. Emmy nominee Curtis Gwynn will act as a showrunner and writer for the project. Gwynn worked as the writer and executive producer of the Dumper Brothers Stranger Things series. The Netflix ha- his credit also include Narcos, The Leftovers, and The Walking Dead. So when you hear this, what do you think about that? Um, I'm not sure. Um, Again, it's it sounds like another. It's a Stephen King horror movie, and again, um, it, it's horror, so I tend to avoid this stuff. <laughs> right. Well, it's mostly fantasy. If you think about it, it's like fantasy based, so it's not technically horror in a sense. Yeah, it's fantasy. It's about this kid on a twelve on a journey and stuff like that, which is something that excites me. It has that little bit of a dark tower kind of feel to it, you know, and things like that. And before I mention anything else, we do have a message. Let's see what we got. Yeah. Ooh, Dexter, like, um, like Dexter Morgan Dexter? Hmm. Like Michael C. Hall Dexter? Ooh. (laughs) 
Yeah, man. Uh, it's Dexter Morgan. They're actually revising this uh, series into a limited series. Uh, Charlie and I have actually been doing an after show for pretty much uh, for two seasons already we've already done. And we're doing this all the way up until the new season starts. We don't know the release date yet or anything like that, but we are doing an after show that's leading all the way up to the new season. So if you haven't subscribed to Movie Lovers Unite on YouTube, go ahead and check that out, man. I think that you wind up finding those reviews very entertaining. And also, too, I think you might actually enjoy what Charlie and I have to say. And also Sean, too. He, 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 matter of fact, he actually joined us for season two. So go yes, check that he out. just joined us. And he'll be uh, hopefully <laughs> joining us for the rest of the rest of the series. Yes. But back to what I was saying about the Stephen King thing, I'm all in it. Of course I am. I'm a horror freak or whatever. But it's a fantasy novel that is about a kid on a journey to save his mom. Not only save his mom, but save all mankind, save the earth of being in danger and things like that. And as are there scary things along the way? I'm sure they are. But underneath it all, I feel like it's a fantasy type movie. So, you know, it makes me excited. I love the Doffer Brothers, especially what they did with Stranger Things. I can't wait until the new season of Stranger Things. And they also had, like, a very Stephen King feel to it, uh, to Stranger Things at the very first season. So mm-hmm. it makes me excited uh, to see what they have to offer. So I think that's everything I wanted to cover. I'm not sure if there's anything else that you wanted to talk about or anything like that. Um. Well, the one thing that you did mention to me was the uh, the original music for Mortal Kombat is going to be in the movie somehow. Yes, I'm excited. I- I'm I'm happy that they're keeping the original techno music in it, in some way or fashion. And I know that, for example, I know for a fact that Johnny Cage is not going to be in it, but I'm hoping that they still give us that same techno beat with the- each character. And maybe mm-hmm. introduce the new characters in that same way, just getting rid of Johnny Cage's name since he's not going to be in the film maybe until maybe later on. What do you think? Yeah. I hope so. I guess that Johnny Cage was like my favorite part of the original. Um, it's been Me years too. since I watched the original on DVD. Like, original, like, I I remember the end, and I remember that the, the start of the sequel, and parts of that but again it's been a long time since i've seen that movie um that's why i'll be watching this new one probably before like, i'm not even, i don't intend to go back to the uh, the old one because i'm gonna get we're getting the new one so i was like yeah okay gotta stick with the new one not gonna go back <laughs> <laughs> all right i don't so i don't even know if i still own it <laughs> right I, I would like to actually own the blu-ray of the from with the very first one just to have it because it has a lot of nostalgia for me because I remember my friends yeah. going into the theater to see this movie and also to just seeing the techno vibe and everything in this new one and also getting a better storyline. I'm all for it. I'm excited for, for it, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, with that being said, if you guys want to, go on ahead and head over to Movie Lovers TV Loves Unite on Facebook. Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Instagram, as well as our website for all your entertainment needs and wants and pleasures, www.movieloversunite.com. Of course, you can go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. 
at Movie Lovers Unite. Go ahead, subscribe, share, like, see what you like, tell us what you think. Also, two guys is rate us on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast from. It actually helps us helps us out with the rankings and things like that because we're we're curious to know what you guys have to say. Another thing too is you can find this in uh, this episode and many others on wherever you get your podcast from. And that's pretty much everything that I want to mention. Also, too, if you guys want to donate to the page, you guys don't have to. But if you choose to do so, go on ahead and go to www.gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers podcast and go ahead, donate a couple of dollars just to keep the lights on over here at Movie Lovers Unite. We would deeply appreciate it. But we understand if you can't, you don't have to, if you don't want to. And also, too, go on ahead and follow me at Movie Lovers Unit on also on Twitter, and also to following at John DeGorio8 on Twitter as well. And always, until next time, thank you, Charlie, for joining yeah, you're me. Welcome. I do appreciate it. And always until next time, guys. Bye-bye. See ya. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to their audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless.